Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's Blue Murder Club. My name's Lauren and I'm here with my beautiful host. Oh, behave. Stop it. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm so buzzing to be doing this podcast. I can't tell you how bored I've been this week. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Chewing at the bit. Chewing at the bit. Yeah, I know. We've had such a long time between recording. You know, you start to get a bit antsy. I'm mm-hmm. like, I really want to get behind the mic and just crack this thing. A fan said to me. Yeah. I've realised that you're really recent now because of your... Um, socials mm. showed and they, they went normally it's about three weeks uh, three months in advance and now you're right yeah. I said I oh, know we're behind leave us yeah. be <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah we're literally like a week ahead now so it's good because we can talking about how hot it is and it is summer it's yeah. coming out so yeah woo-hoo. you say summer currently we're at the beginning of August yeah it's pretty and cold. we're wrapped up in cocoons <laughs> it's freezing I know where's our Where's our bit of global warming, eh? In the UK, we certainly haven't got our share. I know. So, I yeah. could cut glass over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, My eyeballs so. are getting poked out. Yes. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week? Uh, I went to Vegan Camp Out, which is a vegan festival. Nice. So yeah, it was really cool. And I managed to survive three nights camping, so I'm quite proud of myself. The toilet situation, I wouldn't wish on my oh, worst. No. I wouldn't wish it on my worst night enemy. Like even no, even some of the cases that we've covered that we've covered some scumbag people. I wouldn't wish them toilets on even them. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I've seen things I can't ever understand. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, so no. I was quite ready to come home yesterday when I yeah. left. But yeah, it was really cool actually. It rained a bit, but it was nice to be around, surrounded by like-minded people yeah. and feeling the love. So yeah, it was it was really cool. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, I'm pleased. Yeah, but um, I'm really sorry. It meant I've missed your birthday. Yeah, it's okay. We made up for it, didn't we? We had a lovely meal. Yeah, we went out for dinner, didn't the we? The best and... cocktail in the world. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was the dream. <laughs> I went camping on the Saturday night. Yeah. And the wind, honestly, I was cursing at the fucking wind. Oh. Kept us up all night. The zips on my tent was zip, 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 yeah. zip all night. Did it sound like you're sleeping in a crisp bag? Honest to God, yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly that. Uh, yeah, it mm. was terrible. My husband came home. We got home pretty early and he slept all day and all night. Oh, wow. And there's me because it was my birthday. Matchsticks in eyes. Like, <laughs> I will survive this. Oh, yeah. babe. 
But it was good. It was a good birthday, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, do... So, yeah, anyway. Now we're all all caught up to speed and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to do a little introduction to this week's case. Ready? So, we are in Mexico. Mexico City, to be precise. The year is 2004. And there is a... Very strong warning going out to all of the senior citizens of Mexico City and the surrounding suburbs. Do not talk to anyone. Do not answer your door. And do not, whatever you do, let a stranger into your home. The whole city is smothered in posters of a composite picture of a offender, a known murderer of elderly people known as El Mataviatas. Scary. So, yes. I'm glad you said that word. <laughs> I did take GCSE Spanish, Lauren. <laughs> I can tell. I can honestly tell. You're doing fine at it. So, El Mataviatas, the, uh, I think it was like the old lady killer, mm-hmm. as it, Lucy translates to, um, was the nickname of Mexico's first serial killer. Wow. Yes, apparently that was the very first serial killer Mexico's wow. ever had because obviously those drug cartel people don't kill masses <laughs> no, of exactly. fucking people. I was thinking that. I was like, uh, <clears throat> Is it? Is it really? <laughs> but if you try telling an old girl what to do, you're not going to get tell them what to do, especially mm. like old women are so quite stubborn and sit in their ways. Yeah, cantankerous mm. and so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, forceful. Like, there's no way. There's no, no way. I used to care for a woman. If I said to her, "Don't open your door," she'd tell me where to go. Yeah, she'd, she'd open find it more. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked in one day. She went, "Wear that outfit again." You're at. <laughs> God, what did you have on? Honey shorts and a t-shirt. She, <laughs> oh. I've got a really great story. <laughs> I took her to the hospital and she kept on and on at me about a nurse. In the end, I went, well, call her then. Call her. She's going, Paula, Paula. <laughs> ah, she thought that was the nurse's name. <laughs> oh, you've got a patience of a saint to do what you do. I, yeah. couldn't, I could not deal with it. Oh, I love to do, Lida. <clears throat> but the reason why the Sorry. nickname was El Mataviatas, the old lady killer, it wasn't neither a male or a female nickname, is because the police were completely stumped as to whether they were even looking for a man or a woman. Wow. There was a lot of um, lot of suspicion, a lot of guesswork, a lot of yeah. speculation. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. As to even the gender, you could see how the police were really struggling with wow. this case. Wow, climbing this up is, the walls. Uh, Yeah, this is 2004, so... You are going to take us back, aren't you, to the yeah, beginning of the life go. of uh, El Mata Vietas. Let's rewind but the time and go Re- back to... Rewind. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. And we're going to 1957. So, Juana was born on the 27th of December, 1957, in a rural area north of Mexico City called Hilgaga. I hope that was right. Hilgaga. That's the one. Hilgaga. <laughs> <laughs> and it was across the border from Texas. I liked that little fact. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you can mm. try and picture it, that's whereabouts it is. So Juana's parents was um, a, her dad was called Trinidad Bazara, a cattle rancher and a police officer, and Justa Semperio. I hope I'm saying that right. She was just thirteen when they met, and she was a alcoholic sex worker. At the age of 13. It's a bit much, right? Do you think she grew into that? <laughs> she wasn't when well, she, she met would, I think she might have been a sex worker, but the alcoholic part I was yeah. struggling with at 13. Yeah. I think if you're a sex worker at age 13, you probably would turn to alcohol, like self-medication, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. To be yeah. honest. So, but yeah, I think um, I was listening to a podcast about this the other day, and the lady said that 
uh, child sex work is quite prevalent oh really in Mexico it's not that unusual sadly enough yeah wow I didn't know that oh well then that's our answer there and then isn't it so it's pretty much not especially in the more rural places she said as well which like sounds like yeah yeah, that's why well so the couple had two daughters together and after five years together Justa took one daughter and left the other so she took Juana and left the other daughter with her dad to go and stay with her mother and stepfather. And she began a sexual relationship with, Refer- I can't say it, Refugo Semperino. And I've read, yes, you've heard right. They have the same name. Why, you ask? Because he was her stepfather. Oh. So she was having sexual relations with her stepfather. Who, Juana? No, Juana's mother, Justa. Justa. Oh. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Yeah, so keep it in the family. Bit right? of a tangled web. Yes. <clears throat> but... Wana had a good relationship with him. So yeah. he was not only her step-granddad, he was her stepdad as well. All right. All the best families are, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, okay, yeah. I'll just agree with you. Yeah, let's yeah, just go. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> growing up, Wana didn't want to learn, uh, couldn't learn to read or write. She barely spoke. She had to take care of the house while everyone was out working. So she never went to school and was mostly staying inside the house. She wasn't exposed to much on the outside of the house. So it sounded a bit like Cinderella to me, did it? Yeah, she's... Um, she's not even been allowed to learn how to no. read and write, has she, as a kid? No. Poor thing. I know. It limits your options, it doesn't does. it? It does. It really does. Mm. So she's had a rocky relationship with her mum who used to beat her and taunt her. And by the age of 13, Justa pimped out Juana to a local man called Jose Lugo. Justa would do anything for a drink, which meant selling her own three, her own daughter to three beers. Mm. That ain't it. Come on, man. <laughs> so at first, Juana reflects that she thought this was a joke or a prank. She waited patiently by the door for... Jose's uh, by Jose's house door and waiting thinking someone was going to come pick her up yeah but he had other ideas um and he tied her to the bed and raped her repeatedly for five years and then she obviously soon to come to realize there was no prank being played on her this is her reality and in that time she fell pregnant two times the first pregnancy she had um she had a miscarriage and the second pregnancy was successful and she gave birth to a baby boy. But she named him Jose. And I thought that was a bit strange, naming him after the father. Mm. So after the five years there, um, after the five years there, she managed to untangle herself from Jose. Um, and it's a bit, ugh, there's four stories I've heard of this little scenario. I can't tell you which one is told. So I'm just saying that she... Went back to live with her family. But Justa, the mother, had lied to all of the family members and told him that Juana had left with Jose by her own free will um, and went to live with him. Not true. Mm. Not true at all. And with all what you've just said about the police expecting, so by this time she's from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, she's 18 now. She's grew into a very strong, wide shouldered like an Arizonian woman mm. stance like she's very strong looking very strong framed woman yeah <clears throat> so when free from the grasp of Joe she helped care for her mother after she 
developed psoriasis, eventually dying of the disease in 1980. One of them goes to move to Mexico City. It's here where she meets and marries Miguel Garcia, who was an alcoholic also. And he used to beat her while drunk, and they had a daughter named Erica. She left the marriage four years later. And at the age of 13, her old stepdad, so she had quite a close bond with her stepdad. Not as close as her mum did, but <laughs> close. So she, she was just like, the floor fell from under, if that makes sense. So she was 30 when he dies. So he had a big impact on her life and the only dependable person she could actually rely on. So a single mother again, she would go to the market to sell food or clothing or take up cleaning jobs in people's homes. By 1984, she met and moved in with Felix Ramez and he was a bus driver and also linked to the cartel family. There Mm. we go. Um, They had two children together called Emma Yvonne and Joseph uh, Jose, sorry, Marvin. She was still picking up work and where she, when and where she could. She used to work as a popcorn vendor. But while working as a popcorn vendor, um, she was scouted by a wrestling pro who convinced her to partake in the Lucha Libre League, which means free fight. I love that. I love I that know. name. Lucha Libre. That's it. Can well you, done. Can you roll your R's when you say Grr. that? What bit? Libra. Yeah. Libra. Oh, that's good, that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's cool, isn't it? So the way he convinced her, he basically told her she could make from 200 to 50, no, 200 to 500 pesos per fight. Hmm. She donned a tight pink lycra suit with gold knee high boots, a gold belt with a butterfly on and a huge butterfly gold mask and called herself the silent weight lady to wrestle she chose this name as she compared herself to being shy and quiet and as i said she had a very strong frame for this kind of work and she absolutely adored her job she was infamous for her strength and how she dominated her opponents and when asked if she was the good guy or the bad guy she would reply bad to the core (laughs) she would draw on the evil people of her past like a mother for her character she could never forgive her mother for what she did so these fights were all choreographed where you would have to a clear winner and a clear loser, good against evil every time. They would perform stunts from flying off the ring to jumping on their opponent. And it was really, what's the word I'm looking for? Like high impact on the body. It causes a lot of blows. Yeah, even though it's choreographed, it's still, it's still um, yeah. they, they still receive a lot, a lot of blows. To, you know, it's still... It's still a massive contact sport, isn't it? That's the word. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Well done. Yeah. yeah. A lot of barging. Argy-bargy. Yeah. Argy-bargy. Yeah. <laughs> Argy yeah. So she made quite a few new friends um, with her co-workers and would watch, take her children to watch them fight, which I thought was quite a nice little snippet. And in 1994, Mexico City's crime rate had increased by a third. An American journalist was shot in the spine during a botched kidnapping attempt. Two German tourists were shot in a robbery at a restaurant. There was a wave of violence in the air. And at this time in 94, Wana aged 41 and her partner's relationship was no more. So some side he said he died in a gang-related crime. But there's not much more I can tell you about him. Uh, by 95, Wana needed money, saw what was happening all around her and began minimal crime, like shoplifting with a toy gun 
them robbing people, like basically hiding the toy gun, making it look like a real one, like up here jumper, <laughs> um, to make ends meet. She was also working at this time in a chocolate factory. More tragedy struck when her eldest son was killed in a gun-related mugging. That must have been horrendous. Mm. Um, her back started to give a jip and she started to go to witches' mask kits to help her. She would get a good luck charm of a bag of cinnamon, a metal nameplate and a horseshoe. So on this metal nameplate, she's quite a suspicious woman. Um, and she likes all the spiritual. Oh, superstitious. That's the one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not suspicious. No. You no. knew what she's I mean. She's suspicious as well. Yeah, she's very <laughs> highly suspicious as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she had on her nameplate had that name. Go and say that name for me. Mataviettas. Yeah. So, and that was a good, her good luck charm. She'd carry her back and the cinnamon would help with her back because it started to hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. She would also like to have her fortune read. I wouldn't like to be a fortune reader if I know what's coming up. <laughs> there was rampant floating around of the two children was robbed by someone dressed... Um, oh, so there was, sorry, a rumour floating around that two of her children was robbed by someone dressed as a nurse. And it says that was what gave her the idea to start dressing as a nurse. By 1996, she had enticed her friend, Arcelie Martinez... Um, and she kind of hatched a plan to her to say that she wanted to steal from the elderly. They would dress in white clothing and pretend to be nurses to gain trusts of their targets. They would watch from afar to see if their targets were living alone. Then they would gain access to the homes of their victims, robbing them once inside. So, Arcelie Martinez was in a relationship with a corrupt federal police officer. And they kind of went behind her back, Juana's back. And so he was in place for when these two have robbed the house. And when um, coming out of the house, like, to get away, he's jumped out on them and then pretended to arrest them and then basically just said, I won't arrest you. I'm going to blackmail you instead. I'm going to demand 1200 thousand pesos in return of mm. not arresting you so <clears throat> that i think she paid him off I go again I, I can't say that she did or not because there's a lot of rumors going around but they <laughs> let's just say they weren't on the scene after yeah. <laughs> Black Marilyn. so she would go on alone um and then just find other targets but just do it all works by herself she would try and gain their trust um and it was relational aggression, and it means bullying and tormenting her victims. So in 2000, she had to retire early. As she had a, uh, the injury to her spine just got worse and worse, and she couldn't wrestle anymore. But she still worked, because she loved the scene so much, she still worked as a popcorn vendor. She cleaned houses, still was doing the robbery, but out of sight. She also tried to organise wrestling matches, but she wasn't too successful with it. It wasn't gaining her the money that she was used to by being a wrestler. And then her eldest daughter moved out, so um, she didn't have that finances coming in either, so she was left to raise, again, two young children alone. Doctors think that Juana had a C, um, CDE, so that means chronic traumatic... Oh, God. And so for Luffy, which is trauma on the body and brain, 
like a blow to the head from wrestling. High impact sports normally get these. Um, it can change a person's personality and it can increase their aggression. It's unsure when her first victim could have been, but with her wrestling in tow, the amount of blows she had to the body could have chose this and this could have been the time that her personality changed and the criminal criminal side started to come out of her because for all intents and purposes she was a very caring and loving mother in her early years um so but we again the children haven't spoke out so we don't know when her personality started to change but doctors seem to think this is could be the reason when and why it did mm. so over to you Karen. hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss yeah so 2002 there was a lady that she would she was robbing mm-hmm. so like you say she'd got she was going it alone now so she's basically going out scoping potential victims she she'd usually do it so she'd spot an old deer in the park struggling with their shopping and offer to carry that carry it back to their house or she would dress as a nurse, knock on the door. She'd, she'd spawn them, make sure they lived mm-hmm. alone, they were old and infirm, and then she'd knock on the door and offer to come in and fill forms in for them. There was this big government initiative going on at the moment to try and um, help the elderly people get the benefits that they were entitled to. Oh. But obviously a lot of them really struggled, so she dressed as a nurse, had a clipboard, had a dodgy ID tag, and gained entry that way and gained trust that way. And then she just robbed these old ladies. <clears throat> but like I say, in 2002, one of the ladies that she was robbing from, Maria... De La Luth Gonzalez Anaya made an insulting remark to her and oh. her robbery spilled over into murder. 
Apparently her rage from her childhood was uncontrollable and this lady became Myla's first murder victim and thus began her three-year murder spree. This is just speculation because once captured, she only admitted to the last person that she killed. Um, She didn't leave fingerprints in all of the crime scenes either. So in the end, the police were only able to tie her to any crime scenes that had her fingerprints, even though there were a lot more that had the same MO as her. But like I think you mentioned earlier, there were a number of other people killing old people. Yeah. It's it's a tricky one for the police to try and decide who did what kind of thing. Um, Yes, so the 64-year-old lady, she opened the door to check who's there and encountered a government social worker who showed her ID, so Maria let her in. The next day, the old lady's body was discovered and she'd been beaten and strangled to death barehanded. The police had no clues except for some fingerprints and they strongly suspected this was the latest victim of El Materiatas, the old lady killer. Now, note the method of killing was death by strangulation of the bare hands. This led the police to believe they were looking for a man because they thought it would need to be someone with big, strong hands to throttle someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, these people are really old and infirm. I don't think you really need a lot of force. But their mindset was you, it, a, a woman isn't strong enough to overpower wow. these people. But, I mean... Well, when you're built like a brick shit ass. <laughs> think again. Exactly. So the next victim to fall prey of El Mat- Mataviatas was 84-year-old... Uh, Guilhermina Leon Operesa on the 2nd of March 2003. And she was also strangled. The same happened to Maria Guadalupe Aguilla Cortina, age 84, in July. Then, on October the 9th, Maria Guadalupe de la Vega Morales was found tied to her chair. Both her arms were fractured and she'd been strangled to death. So it's not like... The impression I'm getting is Juana isn't just strangling these women she's kind of torturing them a bit as well yeah. she's beating on them as well toying with them a bit yeah she's, yeah she's just taking out her anger and her rage on them fucking wicked yeah i know so it's a it's a nasty thing to do the whole thing's nasty i mean she knows she can rob these women without killing them because mm. she's been doing it for years with her mate she's just something snapped in her i think like she said the first one i think when she first got captured, she admitted to some bits and then she changed the story and said, no, I only did one. I think the, I think when she first got captured, she said something like the rage from my mother, like it was all built up in me and I just it just spilled out. So that's what she, wow. that's what she said until she clammed up. <laughs> um, let me see. Maria del Carmen Munoz caught de Galvin. Um, and the body count grew and grew with the same MO, the same for each victim, an elderly woman tricked into letting the killer into her home and being strangled to death. Um, Eventually, the police realised they had a serial killer on their hands because they were finding match fingerprints and stuff like that. But it did take them quite a long time to realise it was the same person killing all of these old ladies. Um, I watched that Netflix documentary last night. It's weird. We decided to do this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Last week, Netflix just dropped a documentary on How it. How story of our lives. That's joking. But yeah, I watched it last night. And um, there's some footage, police footage of when they first captured her. You know all those pictures of her where she's got that red jumper on? Mm-hmm. Um, she's still got the red jumper on. And, but they've filmed the whole thing. So they were getting, all the policemen were getting her to show them how she'd murdered all these women. So the first one of them took his tie off and gave it to Juana and she showed them how she tied it. She was going, oh, you're a bit too tall. Could you bend down a little bit, please? So he crunches down and then she shows how she ties <gasps> the knot and 
makes it tight and then ties it again and how she used to put her, her she'd rested her elbows on their shoulders to push them down. Oh, no. Because she didn't want to put fingerprints on their body. Um, wow. But they didn't stop there, Lauren. They then got a cable, uh, like a, a cord. They got a scarf. They got a number of different items and lots of different policemen to recreate her crimes. It's really strange yeah. the way they're behaving. And um, Do you think it's because they still don't believe a woman could do it? I'm not sure because one of the one of the people that was there, she showed the camera that she had a scarf that Wana had tied, and they she tied the scarf complete with the with the knot that Wana had tied, so it was still there mm-hmm. intact, but original. Tied it to a piece of cardboard and got her to sign it. She was going, "This is priceless." Stop it. So I do wonder. You know that they always talk about corruption in the Mexican police yeah. force. I think maybe they all wanted her to do one so they can. Think fucking flog it and I, and I hate to say it but that's what it seems like to me fucking hell it's mental isn't it because I was thinking why are they getting her to do it over I thought it was weird to do it once but do it over and over and over and that's over what again. I was questioning Vide- well. videoing it as well so obviously they've got video proof, proof that she that, that is a genuine jeez <laughs> El Matiatas not I mean you can make it up, could you? No. It's crazy. Oh, my lord. We come across things like this, so when we was uh, covering that Pedro, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, Lopez, yeah. Yeah. It's very corrupt. It's a different world. <laughs> it really is. Wowza. Um, in the final months of 2003, the police managed to get some very good eyewitness descriptions of someone wearing a nurse's uniform and hanging around the building. The description was released to the public as someone of a masculine appearance and only as a person of interest so as not to create panic. So, I looked up how old she is. Uh, not sorry, how tall she is. She's only five foot five. Like she's not that tall. I know she's in Mexico not. that might be tall because Mexicans aren't that tall. Mm-hmm. But um, but I thought, and to be honest, that like the video and that, she don't look. I wouldn't look at her and go, "Oh, you're hench." She really? Just, no, she just looks like a normal middle-aged woman. She's a bit padding on her. She's not fat. She don't look hench, and she's only five foot five. So. It's very strange why everyone was thinking it was blow. Yeah, I don't understand that. Did she have short hair? Yeah, she did have short hair, but then they were interviewing some of her friends from the wrestling world, mm-hmm. and they said that she was constantly changing her hair and moving house all the time. Obviously, she was trying to keep one step ahead of the police, so she was always changing her appearance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, her hair was short. She had quite short hair, but she'd dye, dye it and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, but still... I just thought that is weird. And even when they produced the composite and someone actually made it in a plasticine mould, you can tell it's a woman. It's yeah. feminine features. Yeah. But they were so, so fixated on the fact that it was a man um, that they rounded up all the transvestite people in the sex, like, Fuck red light no. district area. They rounded all of them up. And they told them all in. Yeah, targeted. Yeah, because they they were so convinced. They were like, it can't be a woman. Women aren't strong enough to do this crime. Wow. It's got to be a man. And because the eyewitness descriptions are of a woman, it must be a man dressed as a woman. That's how blinkered they were in their approach. So they hauled them all in. They were, um, a lot of these sex workers were, interviews on that Netflix thing and they said they're really manhandled they're very rough with them and really um yeah not very pleasant experience at all but anyway they forced them all to have fingerprints and obviously none of them matched because it wasn't a transvestite so um and it's funny one of them said oh yeah you know 
they 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 gathered up the whole sex work community back in my day we just called it whoring wow <laughs> i just thought is that how it is love yeah go for it go for it <laughs> yeah but the, you know this was like nearly 20 odd years ago so they were like old school um, wow but yeah uh, yeah that's how blinkered they were but the, the trouble is like i say they thought they'd never had a serial killer before so they started the police force started to look around the rest of the world for countries that are, do have serial killers mm-hmm. and they came across a serial killer called i think the monster of montpar Mont- montpellier or something like that anyway but he was um a frenchman who earlier on i think in the earlier 2000s or so had killed quite a lot of old people same mo oh really yes so i think the french police were invited over to mexico to liaise with them and come up with a profile and the profile they came up with was um was it was going to be a, very, a highly intelligent man who had issues with women had a lot of rage and anger towards women and who was gay <laughs> complete opposite of the actual perpetrator yeah it was like yeah kind of profile of a man who disguised himself as a woman who would have anger towards women and high intelligence and gay it's like the what? only the only truth of that is the anger towards women because it was targeted at a mother i'm guessing yeah that's what she said she's um, blaming it on her oh, mother yeah, yeah. But that's the only thing, the one thing out of all yes. that profile that's correct. Yes, so that sent them completely down the wrong path of looking for a man. Fucking hell. Because obviously it was a woman. But to be honest, I think it's only 10% of serial killers are women anyway. Yeah, So yeah. you're likely it's going to be a bloke, but it yeah. wasn't in this case. So she's one of a very small sort of like Pool. club, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. Um, yes, so at the beginning of 2004, the Chief of Justice, Bernardo Batiste, announced that El Mataviatas was, in fact, real. Because up until then, they were like, no, there's not a serial killer. <laughs> um, and it didn't seem to matter, as during 2004, 17 murders were committed. So she's like, that's over one a month, isn't it? That's I was just thinking that, yeah. Mm, a lot of murders were committed. All the women had been strangled, either with their, with bare hands, a belt, a phone cord, a, or a stethoscope. Now, when I first started researching this case, I don't know if you thought the same, but you hear the word stethoscope, you think, what? Hello, Doctor. Why? Why? No one's got a stethoscope lying around their house. That's true. So, because all the other um, murder weapons were just just literally opportunistic things, so she just yanked the cord out of a tape deck or a phone cord or something, but this... But there was stethoscope involved. Do so. you think that was just part of her outfit to make them yeah. believe she was a nurse? It was part of her outfit, yeah. yeah. It was part of her outfit. But I don't know why she left the stethoscope there. Oh, each time? Yeah, she must have left it at least once because they knew that the stethoscope yeah. had been used. So she's getting through stethoscopes. Um, in 2005, leaflets were distributed throughout Mexico City to the elderly. And they were instructed, like I said at the beginning of the programme, not to open the door to strangers. And they were generally just warning them. Um, so we've got here, let me see, on the evening of the 29th of the 6th, 2005, 78-year-old Maria Guadalupe Nunez Almanza had a knock at her door by a person who identified herself as a nurse doing the rounds in the neighbourhood. So she answered the door to be met with a middle-aged woman dressed as a health professional with a stethoscope around her neck and explained that after the examination, uh, Maria could be entitled to some money in the form of government aid. They went into the living room and the nurse prepared to do the examination. She went behind the chair Maria was sitting in and proceeded to strangle her to death with a stethoscope. The murderer then ransacked the house and made off. Um, so the police were so fixated on their theory that they were looking for a man that even though the composite, like mm-hmm. I said, it was really accurate. You could literally t- 
I think I thought it was good likeness. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Um, she was like one. Well, I was able to just freely go around. She's still dressing as a nurse, you know, stalking these old people, still murdering loads of them, mm. and no one suspected a thing. And a week before she was caught. She went on telly on a wrestling program, got interviewed. Stop. Yeah, so she's on television. I did in plain sight, yeah. Craziness, isn't it? Wow. Um, on the 25th of the 9th, 2005, Wana set her sights on a wealthy, on the wealthy mother of a leading criminologist and an academic called Luis Gonzalez. Um, so this lady was called Maria del Carmen Gonzalez. Uh, and so obviously this woman dies... This Louis Gonzalez kicks up a massive storm. Obviously, he works in the mm-hmm. criminal world. He's a criminologist. He's quite well-renowned. Basically, she picks the wrong person to kill because this fa- this person's got a bit of clout. So a task force is set up, police task force. And um, so they start off Operation Parks y Jardins, which is Operation Parks and Gardens. So what they did, they got lots of extra police and they focused on the places the killer was most active so they had a map and they put pins in where all the victims mm-hmm. were and they could find, oh, that one lives near a park, that one lives near, I don't know, parks and recreation, <laughs> wherever it is. Um, but that one's got a garden, that kind of thing. So they could try and get pattern and put some officers there to try and try and catch her red-handed, mm-hmm. really. So they placed police patrols in these neighbourhoods. They were aware that some of the victims had been approached in the parks and been assisted with their shopping. They even hired some old ladies to act as bait in some of the parks. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, she just carried on. She continued her spree and she killed two more women in September and October of that year, 2005. Wow. Then she went quiet for three months. Um, and it was during this period that the police did release that ahead. So I think that's probably why she kept kept her head down. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, the police thought, oh, I know why, because she went quiet for three months. So the police thought maybe she died or killed herself. So all the corpses that came in, they fingerprinted all of the corpses just to check wow. whether, yeah, that the killer, El Matiasos, was actually lying in their mortuary. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, one of her victims, she hadn't obviously done her homework very well. She's gained access to this old lady's apartment, walked in in a nurse's outfit, ready to do the deed. This old lady, her son, had broken his leg and he Oops. was in the house with her, he was in the apartment with her. So obviously, Matiata, she's shit herself. She's yeah. pretended to, that she's come to check his x-rays. So she's like, oh, you broke your leg? Yeah, I'll, I'll check your x-ray. So she picks up his x-ray, does whatever she does, and she goes qu- quite quickly. Yeah. They're very suspicious. They don't believe. They, they're pretty sure that is El Matiatos. And if he hadn't been in there with his broken leg, she would have been the next victim, his mother. Oh. So they call the police, tell them, and he is the one who gives the really, really, really accurate description of what mm-hmm. she looks like. Because obviously he's seen her, he yeah. knows what she looks like. And they've got a absolutely clear, brilliant fingerprint on that film. You know, the X-ray film? Yeah, nice. Fantastic. Really, really good. And that is what's done her. Wow. Now, I thought it was quite strange because obviously she's had a very long criminal record. Not not record, but a very long criminal career up mm-hmm. until that point. But she's not in the system. Her fingerprint, she's never been processed because her mm. fingerprints aren't in the system, which I thought was quite strange. Did you? Yeah, I I agreed. And I also think, do you think the police have got bigger fish to fry with yeah, the drug? I really do. Yeah. yeah. They, they've, I think petty criminals can get away with a lot more. If I was a serial killer, I'd move to somewhere like yeah. Mexico because they don't seem to really do a lot of work in trying to catch people. No, I think they've just got 
more bigger fish to fry. Okay. I don't know. They're or, quite corrupt as well. Yeah, or they're being paid. Mm. I don't know. I just don't think they've got the... The resources. The resources, no. The amount of crime. No, and I think they're just swamped. Yeah. Absolutely swamped over. Well, the amount of people that live in Mexico City, 8.8 million live in Mexico City, Fucking but if you take into account the great, like greater Mexico mm-hmm. City, 21 million. <gasps> yeah, yeah, cool. So, I mean, it's a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it, it is. really is a needle in a haystack. No wonder she wow. managed to get away with it for so long. Like She could have probably stopped at 20 and no one would have been no. any the wiser. No. It's just wow. crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm just sitting there thinking, I honestly believe this is the na- naivety in me, that Mexico City wasn't that big. Yeah. And now you've released that bomb on me. I'm like, Jesus, it's massive. <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Because like, in my head, she was a local celebrity because it was uh, not a massive <laughs> not a big place. place. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Me- Mexico's huge. And obviously, Mexico City is the capital of it. So, yeah, it's very, sp- it's sprawling. It's massive. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, he's needle in haystack time. Like you say, they're dealing with all the cartels and the kidnappings mm-hmm. and you name it, they're yeah. dealing with it, aren't they? Yeah. But um but that Netflix documentary I watched, they did say the culture out there is old ladies are classed as everybody's grandma. Mm. And it is so I don't know. I wonder if she'd have maybe if she'd killed little old men or maybe middle aged women or had a different demographic. She could have maybe got away with it a bit more. Mm. It was like everyone was really outraged that she was murdering everybody's grandma. Yeah. Like apparently in Mexico, if if there's an old lady, you go, oh hello grandma. Oh, that's it's, cute. It's really sweet. Yeah, like even um, even like the tough and criminals have got a lot of time for the old dears kind of thing. That's lovely though. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Yeah. So people were absolutely. Yeah, desperate to catch this woman. Yeah. Absolutely desperate. So here we are to the capture. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, 25th of January 2006. Yeah. Joel Lopez, a resident of Venustiano Carranza district in Mexico City, Returned home one evening. Um, he right, He's on that documentary and he described it like this. He said he got home from work a bit later than usual mm-hmm. and he noticed the windows were open on his apartment and his and the front door was open. And he was a lodger. He's, his landlady was, um, I think she was, eight, yeah, 84 years old. Anna Maria de los Reyes Alfaro, age 84. She was his landlady. And... Um, they were really good friends. Like they always used to share little notes with each other, yeah. and the neighbours said they looked really cute. They'd hold hands when they went out and things like that. Oh. Um, and they got on really well. That he said they'd share a cigarette in the kitchen or in the living room and stuff like. That. Anyway, so he got home from work later than usual one evening. Immediately suspicious, like why is the door open? Why the windows open? What's going on? He walks in and the house has been completely ransacked. He walks through into the living rooms, the kitchen, into the bedrooms, etc. And as he turns around, he sees this woman, this complete stranger, standing in the living room. And he's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And she just turned and walked. She just walked out. Calm as you like, just fucking left. 
anyway, so um, Joel, he chases after her and there's a police patrol on mm-hmm. the corner. He, two policemen in there. He, he says, follow that woman. Go and get her. She's she's just been into my apartment, wrecked it. I think that's El Matiatas. Wow. And um, yes, the police, they caught up with her and apprehended her. And it was a middle-aged woman dressed in white. And of course, when they went to check on Anna Maria... She'd just been killed. She'd just no, been strangled to death. I was going to ask what I know, happened to her. No, no, she didn't make it, unfortunately. Um, she was the very, very last victim of Juana Barraza. Fuck's sake. And finally, her reign of terror was over. And um, they got a reward, actually. So both of the policemen, they became... They were heroes. They got medals. They got all these accolades and stuff like that. What about the young boy that he, told them to follow him? He did as well, okay, Jose. Yeah, he got an award. And an apartment. Nice. <laughs> but I thought that's a bit weird, isn't it? Having a ward and an apartment. Nice. Um, they got lots of bravery wards. But the policemen got a thousand, a hundred thousand pesos each. And I just w- looked that up. It's about, it's just short of six thousand American dollars. So it's not as much as it sounds. No. I thought it'd be like at least like five figures. But yeah. yeah. But still, you know, spend nothing. They were only doing their job anyway. And they were on telly and everything. They were massive, like, oh. heroes because they'd finally brought down El Matiata. Whatever you say. <laughs> oh. So once she'd been apprehended, everyone wanted to know what could drive such a mild-mannered woman to mm-hmm. become such a prolific serial killer. After all, everyone had been expecting the killer to be a gay man who was an abuse victim with resentment towards old ladies. So um, she was charged with... 30 murders, although she only admitted to the one that she was caught doing and she claimed that she was a scapegoat for the others. All of the victims were age over the age of 64. Mm-hmm. But it's believed that she murdered 49 victims. Wow. But it's very hit and miss. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's all where speculation, they get, Yeah, it? it is all speculation. They... <clears throat> there, was, <laughs> there was this little snippet I thought I'd bring to your attention because this, this was, I thought, was quite interesting. So... You know, they said there's no serial killers in Mexico, mm-hmm. apart from this was the first one. Well, she was caught, I think, on the 25th of January. On the 23rd of January, that same year, there was a man called Raul Oziel Marroquin, mm-hmm. aged 25 years old, and he was caught and charged with and convicted of the kidnap and four murders of gay men. Wow. So they had a gay ser- a gay man serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Active the same time as El Machiatas. That's just the drop in the ocean, isn't it? Yeah, I I was just thinking, what else is there? (laughs) (laughs) He'd he'd held them for ransom. So some of them he'd actually kidnapped and held them for up to a week. Right, quick question. Do you think they've called um, Mexico's first serial killer because they've all got the um, neck ropes and the video footage of her tying them neck ropes? So to get more (laughs) money. To get more money, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they said what it was, they... Obviously, this man here, this fella, Raul, was a serial killer, but they didn't know they were looking for a serial killer. They caught him and then right. realised that he killed more than one. Right. This one here, they knew they were looking for a serial killer. So yes. I think what it is, they'll catch someone who's done one murder and then they'll pin a load more on them. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll like tie them with other forensics or yeah. something. So Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think they pick up on the patterns, Lauren, because it, it's just like, yeah. it's such a busy job Place, being yeah. a policeman homicide i don't know yeah i, I don't want to sound flippant about it or dismissive of the police force i'm sure they're doing a really tough job 
It's um, a massive place. Yes, with a lot of nasty people mm-hmm. living there, like where life is cheap. Yeah. So yeah, so she um she didn't show any remorse. She um she was just quite quiet like quiet, just a quiet person. Um her her neighbours were interviewed and they said that she was well, she just described by neighbours as a lonesome woman who didn't interact with people and live with her two children. When they checked inside her apartment, it was a complete mess, apparently, and she painted it all red. Wow. Like they said they couldn't walk around the bed, all of clothes and shoes and boxes and shit was all over the place, so she sounds like a bit of a... Hoarder. Yeah, like a bit, bit of a state with mm-hmm. her mental state, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an altar to the Holy Death, which I think is like the patron saint of drug dealers mm-hmm. or something weird like that. Um, and once they're inside, they found there was a poster of Juana in her wrestling pose, and then they discovered that she'd been a wrestler. Well, they did interview a couple of her wrestling friends on this documentary I watched last night, and one of them said she didn't ever do wrestling. She just dressed up. She <laughs> she got she was a fangirl. Yeah, she got the costume. She went, oh, anyone can get a costume made up and then get some posters done. She never done any wrestling. Wow. You know, you're just like, oh, the plot thickens. Wow. Let's dive into yeah. that one. Did she wrestle or was she just a fan? Wow. Is there even any footage of her wrestling? love to tell you i know i'd love to know i just that knocked me for six so i thought she's supposed to be like this the silent lady wrestler who yeah but but was she even wow she might have just yeah like you said just be a fan thank you can you imagine and so she was killing them people without having the bangs on their head and stuff. Hell, yeah yeah although she was a victim of domestic violence wasn't she with her yeah. second husband he could have bumped her and stuff yeah and she was abused all them time. But again, mm. why is her anger? Because oh, her mother sold him to her. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Like, she does say that. She did have an interview when she yeah. was in between tying things around policemen's necks. <laughs> and she did say it was, um, she was raging about her mother. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. Um, Before she was captured, about two or three years before she was captured, mm-hmm. the police thought they had caught El Machiatas and they arrested a lady called Araceli Vasquez. And um, she is still in jail, right? So obviously, after she'd been captured mm. and the, the killings continued, they knew they had the wrong lady. So they knew they was looking for a woman by then. Well, no, because they, st- <laughs> they still was arrested all the transvestites, weren't they? So oh my God. I just think they were just they were arresting anyone. everyone. Yeah, yeah. anyone. Yeah. Wow. But, but she does look a bit like the composite, and she was she was much more stocky than Wano actually. But she, so, she was imprisoned for, I think, gosh, it was quite a while. It was it was something like eight years or something for the robberies mm-hmm. because she did rob a lot of people. She robbed some of the ladies that were killed because some of their possessions were found in her house. Oh. So that's why they thought they'd caught her. But actually, she said she didn't kill anybody at all. She just robbed them. Wow. So she's done all her time for robbery, but they've kept her in prison. She's got to do 25 years for murdering one of the women. The murder of Margarita Aceves, um, even though the real murder was caught in 2006. Um, and on the documentary, they're interviewing like the criminal justice fella there, whatever his yeah. name is. And he was like, oh, well, obviously, you know, that was a mistake. And they went, was well, she still in prison? He went, oh, well, yeah, someone needs to probably sort that out then. Stop it. Mental. This poor lady's still in prison 19 years later. El Matias, has, has, that one, has been in prison for what? 
God, ages. Ages there, yeah. Just ages and ages. Ages and ages. It's one of the years. One of the years. One Uh, of the months. It's awful. She's crying her eyes out. She said, like, three women get murdered in here every day. You know, she's really frightened. Um, If you want to interview Wana, Uh there was someone wanting to interview her. She said she would do it for 10,000 pesos. How much is that in English money? Let's get her on. No, it's about 800 pounds. Right, Patreons, we're reaching out <laughs> to you. Let's make 800 quid and we'll go and give her an interview. Anyway, and a Spanish speaker. Exactly, yeah. So the police think in 2003, she killed 12. In 2004, 17. In 2005, 11. And she did one in 2006 before she was captured and stopped. Wow. So, um, yes, there we have it. She's still in prison now. She, um, oh, God, this will make you laugh. She got married in prison. So she had, let me see, she married a 74-year-old man called Miguel Angel and he's housed in the men's unit of Santa Marfa de Acatilia prison. Um, This is made possible under the government programme Lazos on Richardson, which is bonded Bond in confinement (laughs) alongside 48 other prisoners. They got divorced after a year. (laughs) Wow. Unlucky Um, enough, this one, isn't she? She's like, how many? That's her fourth husband, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a video of them snogging. Like, I'm not being funny, Lauren. Like, proper full on French kissing each other. Wow. Fast forward it, it'll make you feel sick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she was eventually done for 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including 12 separate counts of burglary, and she was sentenced to 759 years in prison. Um. I think under the law, after 50 years, you're entitled for parole, but she'll be like 100, so she probably won't survive that. Um, But they were talking about it, and they were saying how um, the female murderers really get the book thrown at them, but I must admit, I mean, she's killed fucking loads of old ladies. She should have the book thrown at her, really. But they were comparing her to Aileen Wernos and saying, like, you know, she didn't get offered... Life imprisonment, mm-hmm. did she? She just got the death sentence. It's kind of sending a very strong message to women that this won't be tolerated. But anyway, just yeah. thought I'd throw that in because I, I do kind of... You do see that pattern, don't yeah. you, a little bit? Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's like men can kill women and like Ted Bundy. Do you want to stay in prison or do you want the death? You know, it's yeah. a bit... Yeah. Wish-washy. Yeah, it is a bit, in it? Yeah. So, um, now what I've just thought of as well, why are Mexico so busy with all these criminals? Because everyone goes south to the border. Mm. When they commit a crime in America, they go to Mexico. They do, yeah, so that's they've true. they've got a lot of Americans. Fugitives. Fugitives. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Everyone just like scuppers over the border, don't yeah. they, to get away from yeah. whatever arrest warrant's out for them. Yep. So I think she has a quite a nice life in prison. Apparently she's got a bit of a celebrity status. She's had like, I think there was a Criminal Minds episode written about her and loads of songs, wow. pop songs and stuff written about her. Um, she gets, she's really happy on the days that her grandchildren come and visit her in prison. Uh, she works as a gym instructor and she's allowed on a Thursday to sell tacos to earn some money, which she gives to her family. Her daughter has just graduated university. Ain't Taco Tuesday, Taco Thursday. Taco Thursday, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, she was allowed to... Every Friday, she takes the elderly women of the prison for a walk. Don't like that. And she's known as a good good cook. 
don't like that. So um, keep her far away from the elderly. Yeah, well, she's elderly now, isn't Fucking she? I suppose hell. she's got to be in her sixties by now. Yeah, but still. Mm, I know it's funny, isn't it? So yeah, she's never showed any remorse. She's never admitted anything. She's never really given a motive. Although I, I think it's just money. I think, but then yeah. why kill them? Yeah. Why beat on them? Yeah. I think money was the beginning of it, and then all her trauma and her childhood and everything just spills over, doesn't it? Every time, mm-hmm. money is the root of all evil. <laughs> yes, but I wouldn't mind a bit. No, <laughs> let get us in on it. <laughs> oh, don't. So that is that brings us to the end of our case, I think, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I want a bazaar. Yeah, one of the, I wonder what, what you were saying then. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> one of us It's like that dang game again. I'm not going to yeah. go into it again. <laughs> yeah, so, um, right, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> We'd just like to say thank you to everybody who listens, everybody who gives us little reviews and stuff. Thank you, Becky, for the good hair, um, our newest Patreon, and thank you to all our other patrons. We love you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Hope you're enjoying Patreon. Hope you're enjoying Crimes Around the World. Around and, the world. Uh, yeah. Please give us a five-star review, because I think we're on about 4.2 stars on Spotify. Mm. We had quite a decent rating on the Apple ones. I looked on one of someone's Apple phone to get mm. us up. Yeah, I thought, oh. Oh, we've been better on Apple, are we, than Spotify? I, I can't say <laughs> the number. It might not be. It might be dog shit 2.8, but I thought, oh, we've got a star. <laughs> We like shiny things. Oh, yes, we do. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, I know I always say, I know I always blow on about it, but I'm so grateful and it makes me really happy when I see that you've listened to our our um, episodes and our podcast and please tell your friends if you enjoy listening to us and come and take, talk to us over on our social media at Blue Murder Club everywhere and yeah. give us any suggestions or any feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, blah, blah, blah. Just come say hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. And uh, we'll be back next week for... Where are we going next week? Where's, what's what's our passport saying? America. North America. Meow. Okay, okay. We'll see you there. See you there. Take care. Bye, Adios. everyone.